Okay, we're going to continue uh, this morning from where I left off last week, if you'll remember. I drew a circle here. And for the sake of illustration, I mean, if you look at a, a grammar chart, it doesn't have Christ in here. For the sake of illustration, we'll say that this is Christ. And you have different Greek prepositions. Now, we're only dealing with, last week we dealt with six. One of them being pros, which means toward. And then you have ice. And by the way, those of you who study and you go into the Strong's or into other um, lexicons, you'll see these words occasionally if you look at an interlinear and it breaks down the different uh, Greek words and English words. It gives you the English word, gives you the Greek word, and it gives you the Strong's number. You'll see this word, these words there, ice, pros. Ice means two. Now the chart I, I gave you is different. It doesn't say it doesn't have it like this. Pros points to the, but the, it's it's really not that's not accurate. Ice is to or into. And then you have, and like I said, we're only going to deal with basically actually two today. Then we looked at meta, and the best way to for me to describe meta is if you draw two lines here, and there is a, a closeness. But when you come to the word that's pronounced soon, S-O-O-N, you have something that's closer. So this word here, when it's used in a phrase or it's used uh, in a scripture, is indicating something closer than this. And I, I may go back in another lesson and start over here and show you how that's, that word is used, for example, in Acts and in a few other places. And once you understand that the um, preposition here is there in the, in the phrase, it's going to always show you that there's a direction toward, okay? And then ice is another thing. Then when you come over to meta, again, there is an association there, and you, you'll see that in, in the scriptures, but when you come to the word soon, you see this closeness. Uh, I should probably write this on the board. Now, the word soon, we're going to deal with that mainly today. It, it means, you can write this down if you want, proximity to. It means, um, let's do it down here, uh, joined or connected. That's this word over here, soon, that preposition. Okay, now uh, turn to John 18. We're going to look at a few scriptures. Then we're going to go one, one little step further in this. In John 18, and even just in this verse, the use of this preposition shows you something here. If it were a different preposition, it would show you something different. If it, if it was meta, it would show you an association. But just seeing this one preposition in this one verse soon is going to show you something that's not there. I mean, we can get that, of course, uh, in the English. 
but if we see the exact preposition that's being used in that verse, it's going to bring to us this associate, not the association, but the, the closeness, the connection, uh, the, the joining. John 18, 1. Then Jesus had spoken these words, he went with, that's the word soon, with. This is the closeness here, the, the, um, the connection here. He went with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. So at this point in the ministry of Christ, you see this closeness here. You see this connection between him and his disciples. Very clear in that verse. And then Paul writes to the church, and all the brethren that are with me unto the churches of Galatia. So there is a connection there between Paul and the brethren that were with him, working together with him, not just in works, but in spirit, being close together with Paul. He's writing now to the church in Galatia. This is the connection we have there with me. Now he's right. are you with me, so to speak? Uh, and then in, um, go to Romans 6 real quick. Romans 6, verse 8. Now if we be dead with Christ, now that's, we know this verse. If, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Now, if we be dead, that's soon. If we be dead with Christ, it's talking about a connection there, not just spouting off some scripture or not saying, well, I believe that, but is there in my heart, your heart, the closeness that is portrayed by that preposition, that, that we are joined, that there is a strong connection between what? Look at the verse. Now, if we be dead with Christ. And so there is a, a closeness there with Christ in that death. So that, and we know, you know, the Bible talks about that there is to be a death in us. To the world, to our desires, and so forth. Is there this closeness, or is there a, maybe we're just looking toward that. No, see, that, it's not that we're looking toward that, there has to be this connection, this very close thing. And to me, when I read these, it speaks to me as something, as far as my Christian walk, that is to be closer than just a generalized thing. See, Christians want to generalize certain scriptures and just apply them any which way, but the use of words points to something specific, and I believe that specific thing it's pointing at is a relationship that is further, a relationship that is closer to the Lord than some who may not be in that particular place spiritually. And then in Philippians 1.23, Paul says this, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with God. Christ, which is far better, better, and that's to be in proximity, or once again, that desire comes out from the connection, the closeness there between Paul and the Lord. So you see this same thought when it comes to Scripture, and I'll, I'll just read this from my notes, when it comes to the Scripture related to 
the catching away or the second return, however you want to say that, for, for the church. This is 1 Thessalonians 4.17. By the way, this is, it says here about being caught, caught up together with the Lord. Is the word rapture in the Bible? Does anybody know? You don't know? or No, it's not. No, it's not. Where does it come from? It's not, it's not even an English word. Well, it is an English word, but I mean, the origin of the word is Latin, by the way. The thought is still in the, in the Bible. It's not a Greek word either. It's a Latin word. That's the root of the word rapture. We, we use the word, um, the word um, I'm trying to think of a couple words. The, the bird, you know, to rapture. Uh, there's, there's other uses of rape. Um, there was another one I was thinking of. It's all meaning to seize. Okay. Now, the thought here is in this verse, verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with. That's, that's the word here again, soon. We're caught up together with uh, them. And he's speaking of those who were dead and or were risen first. In the, um, caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be soon with the Lord. Now, in English, we do this, we know this, we see this, we don't think about it, but in English, there is the preposition. Who can remember last week what I uh, said about remembering prepositions, the basic prepositions? The illustration I gave you. Anybody? Two cups, right. And I said a fly or a bee, if you will. <laughs> you have two cups, and everything that the fly or the bee can do around, between, above, on, in, under, all those are basic prepositions. There's a lot of prepositions in the English language. You take, I'll give you three examples. The word anti is a preposition, and when we, we heard... We hear the word anti, the well, first thing that comes to my mind is antichrist because we're familiar with that term. But that word is used in the English language combined with other words. And another one is over, overcomer. See, now you take that preposition and it's combined with another word and it becomes a noun or a verb. Usually that's the case. And you have the preposition, but the preposition is still going to hold a meaning in the combination of the words. See, that's important. When you see the translation of those words in the Bible, that word, soon, is still holding the same thought of being connected, joined, or proximity to. That holds that thought, just like the word uh, overcomer, overall, and then you have the word under, under garment, underground, undercover. So that you take another English word and you're combining it with what would a freestanding preposition. They combine the two words and it, it's used as a noun or a verb usually. And that word has a meaning that this is going to actually affect the word it's combined with. You follow that? Very simple. That's our English language, that's what we learned in English years ago. 
you know, if you can remember back that far. Let's go over that. Now, what I want to do is I want to show you the combination. Now, we looked at this word. I want to show you how this word combines with other words, just some sample scriptures only in the book of Ephesians. Now, this, this word is, is combined quite frequently in the New Testament, as is the other ones. Like this one here, you'll see in Acts and other places. Ice is very common. So whenever I pull up a word, and I'm looking at a word, I'll look at actually at it in the Greek, although I, I'm not that familiar with Greek. I can't you know, read Greek. But I can recognize when I see the preposition in the front of that word, and then when I click on that in the Strong's, then I can see it gives you the formation, it gives you the Strong's number, okay? It gives you the Strong's number for the word, then it will give you the, the, the two words that form that word, and I can see if it's 1722, right away in my mind, I know that's uh, in, N, that's a preposition, or whatever number it is, I can see it, and that tells me, it helps me to see if, now if they translate that word, that meaning should be held somewhere in that translation. So now I know whether that's going to be translated. When I'm looking at how it's translated in the King James, I can say, yes, I see that that's good, or I can say, well, it doesn't seem to be as forceful or doesn't seem to hold the meaning that it should. And I have found, and I've said this before, I have found in using the New King James that even when I'm looking at some of these things that they've translated it correctly, which is very nice. I like that. So let's look at Ephesians. Now I'm going to show you here the combination. This will be different words with the word soon. The, the closeness, the proximity to, the joining, uh, all that. With another word. And you'll see how they translate it in Ephesians Chapter 2. Okay, let's start with um, verse 4. We're going to look at the word in verse 5. but Verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved. So in that verse, verse 5, uh, in the King James, it says, hath quickened us together. So you have the combination of the word soon and another Greek word. The other Greek word means to make alive. And of course, the word soon means to be connected. So to be made alive to me, and I'm not talking about initial salvation, but to be made alive uh, and to have that, have that be a continual thing in my life, I see that as being connected here to this word. There has to be in my life a, a connection to the Lord. I have to be in proximity to him all the time if I am going to be, another word we know is quickened, made alive, you know, being made alive, being made alive. So that if, if I drift aside, and now there is not this closeness in my spirit, maybe I'm here, or, or maybe there's a great distance now because of my walk, where I've gone. 
then the quickening that should be there in my heart and life to walk with him, to serve him, to move in his was not going to be there. Okay? So you had these two words, and the Thayer's meaning, and this is what I want to show you, how the meaning now takes the shades, shades of both words. Uh, to, uh, the, the Thayer's meaning is to make one alive together with another. See, so there's no being alive together by yourself in Christianity. It's to be made alive together with someone else, and that someone else is Jesus. Verse 6. Verse 6, you'll see this twice in this verse. And has raised us up together. So that's has raised us up together is the combination. That's all the English words to describe these two, the, the Greek word, the preposition in union with another word. Okay, and the other word is, and I'm not going to pronounce all these. I'll give you this one, igorio, and that means to be sleeping, sitting, or lying. So we are raised to life together with the Lord. He has raised us together. And it's talking, as I said, this preposition is talking about this here. Together, real close. Real close. And then he goes on in verse 6. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So he has raised us up together, that's it. And then made us sit together, that's the combination again of this preposition and another word. And it means to cause to sit down or to give a special place of honor to. So the results seen in these scriptures are directly related to the closeness. You get that? The result of that. So I can't come and say, well, I'm going to claim that scripture and it's going to apply to me because I claim it in the name of Jesus. No, it only applies in the context and related to the closeness shown by this preposition. It doesn't matter if I think that that scripture applies to me, uh, if I think I'm moving in that. What I think and what I believe are beside the point. See, they must rest squarely upon the word of God. See, I can say a lot of things. I can believe a lot of things. My belief or even my personal experience, does not trump the Word of God. Does not. So it's seen in the closeness described by this preposition. Now let's go to uh, verse 16. Now I want to show you the word in verse 19, but we'll start in verse 16. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off. Now, just stop there a second. The Lord came and he preached peace to those who were afar off. See, they weren't even toward him, you see. They're, they were far off. We were all, all of us, we were afar off. And the preaching of the gospel came. The preaching of the gospel came 
It did one thing initially. It changed our hearts and pointed us toward the Lord so that he can take us into him, and, and that's where the development begins. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. The word fellow citizens here is describing the combination of this preposition and another word, and it means fellow inhabitants, together in closeness. You still following me? Nobody said anything, so I don't know what that means. Let's move down to verse 21. In whom the whole building, fitly, being fitted together, in the King James it says fitly framed together, and that's, again, that's the formation of this word in another word. And, and it means a part of the body which joins two parts together, or to gather. So once again, this preposition in the translation is being held in its thought, maybe not the exact definition, but it's held there in its thought of being joined or being connected, fitly framed together. You know, you're, you're moved into this place by the Spirit of God where you are in very close proximity to the Lord. Now, this is not talking about physically. This is talking about where you and I dwell in our spirit. See, we can come to church. We can go through any religious activities that we want, but that does not guarantee that we in spirit are in this close proximity that we should be in in our walk with Him. So that if that is there, the closeness is there, then it doesn't matter what we're doing, I mean, apart from in, indulging in sin, I'm talking about that, but it doesn't matter what we're doing, uh, as long as we are walking with Him, and He is, is there in our vision, He's our, our focus, then it doesn't matter if it's a religious activity, so to speak, sitting here in church, or sitting down and having a good meal. See, it doesn't affect the proximity of my heart or your heart, or shouldn't, to the Lord. So we can do anything as long as the Lord is allowing that in our life and still maintain that being joined together here with the Lord, that thought that place in spirit that's maintained. And so you can just, you know, you relax. You, you just walk, you know, walking in a spirit that's, uh, you know, you just relax and you do it. It's no big deal. You don't have to be in bondage. You know, should I go over here and pick up this songbook or should I not? Maybe I better not. Maybe I better sit there and not. No, none of that. You just walk with the Lord. You're relaxed. And you are there because of this proximity that you have experienced in your walk with him. See, so that thing, even though this is describing prepositions and the formation of other words, it still 
It's pointing toward a spiritual place or a spiritual condition is better. Spiritual condition that we are to be in, we are to move in, we are to function in, uh, and it doesn't matter what comes or what doesn't come, it should not affect that place where we are at all. It shouldn't affect it at all. Now let's move on. Uh, now let's just stay here one second. Fitly framed together. Okay. Now this is talking about the church. That means that the church, what's the church? Well, the church isn't the building. The church is the people. That means that the work of the Spirit will be to bring people of different backgrounds, different interests, different thinking, so, so different than you, that you would not normally associate with them, only because that the Lord has brought us together in Him, that becomes the basis, and you have to hear what I'm saying, that becomes the basis and the only thing that matters as far as you and I. So that there was an individual in a church many years ago, and you know they were godly. And I was in association with him and around him. But if you looked at his background, he was so, so different than me. And it seems that in the beginning that there is no common ground whatsoever for me to have with this guy because he, he just his thinking was different than mine, totally. He, his understanding, he was very intelligent. His background, everything about him was totally different than me. So I could say, well, I, I can't fellowship with him. No, that's, the, that's wrong thinking. That's thinking like the world. What brings us together is Christ. The commonality that we have is not based on your background, my background, your thinking, my thinking, none of that. It must be upon Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. So if you, I always find a common denominator when I'm even at work. You talk to someone that you know they're in a totally different place. And you talk to them about something they're interested in. It doesn't have to always be what you're interested in. You talk about what they're interested in. And lo and behold, sometimes after you're in association with a person for a while, they start to open up to you. Now, it's not that I have gone spiritually where they are. It's that I have basically extended myself to them and talked to them. And that can be a, something that the Lord uses to open up a door to minister the, the word of God, minister the gospel to. But in the church, we are fitly framed together by the Spirit of God in this bond with Christ. That's the commonality. That is why when a person backslides, there is no connection to them any longer. Because the connection was here in the church in Christ. 
Now, when they backslide, I mean, you may say hi to them. You may even go over to their house and sit with them. But there isn't the connection in spirit. Now, we're talking about spiritual things. There isn't a connection in spirit any longer to them. And it's like, it's, it's just like there's nothing there. You can, you can spend time with them. You could, it's just, the connection is broken because they are backslidden. See, there isn't this commonality or they are not fitly joined together in the body in the way, in this closeness here, that they once were. So it's not that, oh, he ignored me because he thinks I'm backslidden. It has nothing to do with it. It's just there's, no, there's nothing there. There's just there's no connection. So that's how that works in spirit, you see. Now let's go to chapter 5. Now this word here is used now, this um, preposition in uh, connection with another word, and, and it's like in a negative here. Verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. So you have here, do not share with or join with others in some activity. That's what it's, it's meaning here. No fellowship. That's the, that's the formation of the word soon. And is that koinonio? You've heard of that word before. To, uh, to share or to join with. See, that's still, that preposition and the, the combination of that Greek word is still giving you this same meaning there in the translation. So that we're not to be connected, uh, what's it say here? With the unfruitful works of, of darkness. And he talks somewhere here, verse 3, fornication, uncleanness, covetous, those who are covetous, you know, not to join yourself with them. And again, this is talking about a spiritual joining. That doesn't mean you can't be next to someone. It doesn't mean, like, I don't cut myself off from everybody at work. I still have to be around some of these people that covet, uh, some of the people who are fornicators. You know, that doesn't mean that I don't associate with them or, or be around them. But in spirit, I am not to have fellowship, so he said, do not have fellowship with, with the unfruitful works of darkness. So there's not to be a connection to them in spirit in you know, the place they are. See, that's not to, Paul said, that's not to be. Okay, let's go to chapter 4, verse 13. I want to look at verse 16, though. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. So this is the same basic uh, verse with a one word change in the King James, fitly joined together. And that means to join closely or to frame together. Now let's go back to chapter 2. I want to show you something here. 
Now, the Greek word, the preposition, let me do this here. The English word is in. Now, I want to show you a few things here before we close. In chapter 2, verse 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, this word in, n, means a fixed position. Fixed position. Okay. It also means, and this is very, very important, it means a state or condition. State or condition. When you look at these prepositions, I see something going on here. And this, I see it in this, but as I look at this and the formation of the preposition with other words, it all seems to point toward this place. This seems to be, so to speak, the crux of the matter. Now in this verse, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is a state or a condition that the Christian is placed in initially at salvation, but they must maintain that position through walking with the Lord, moving in His will, and so forth. A person can move out of this, and we're not going to look at that. That's in 1 John. You can move out of that place. A Christian can. All Christians that I've talked to think that's impossible. They think that when you're put in there, when you first became a Christian, you're in Christ, and that's it. It's over and done with. Well, it may be over and done with, but then it may not be. And I can show in black and white, but that doesn't mean anything either. I can show them in the Bible, but you know that doesn't mean they're going to believe it. So this place here is in the interior of. This is the place of development of the character and virtues of Christ in the believer. That's why, first of all, Everything is moving toward that. And that is why it's important to stay in this place in Christ. Now, I did a little thing before I came to, to uh, church today. And I looked at this Greek word, just the preposition, not combined. I didn't look at any combinations, but just the preposition. The usage of it just in Ephesians, because that's what we're looking at, these prepositions in, in Ephesians. And it, it's in there approximately 15 to 20 times. Interspersed between all the scriptures that I gave you earlier, you'll see this. Why? Because I believe that's the key. That's where all this, meta, soon, all, pros, all that is trying to move us into this state or condition where the Lord can develop you and give you a character that is Christ-like. Now, I'm not talking about what hypocritical Christians do. They do what they do. I'm talking about where we are to dwell as a Christian in this place so that, and this is a spiritual place. It's not like you're going to jump up here on the blackboard right here. It's a spiritual place where the Lord will teach you, He will help you, He will lead you, He will guide you, He will 
bring revelation from the Word of God to you. All that here to develop the virtues of Christ within a willing Christian. Now, I just want to give you this. Verse 7, chapter 1. Just a couple, and I just want to show you how this is interspersed in this epistle. Verse 7. In Him we have redemption through His blood. See, we read over these things. We read these verses and we don't really get the impact of some of the words. Verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself. See, that's where it is. Uh, Verse 10 in the latter part, or verse, let's go to verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Go down to chapter 2, and we looked at verse 6. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in. See that? In Christ Jesus. That's the purpose for it. That's the, the spiritual position of it. In Christ Jesus. This here denotes the greatest... Uh, I don't want to say, I guess, closeness. There is more intimacy, or the greatest intimacy of all these prepositions is denoted by the word in, the Greek word en. That's where the closest place is to be. Verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show... The, excel, uh, the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. It doesn't change after this life. See, that just continues on. Verse 13. Let's go to verse 10. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. That's a fixed position. The interior of. In. Verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Verse 21, this is speaking about the church in whom, and that means in him, in in Christ, the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Verse 22, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place or a habitation uh, of God in the Spirit. And then in chapter 3, and then we'll, we'll close with this, verse 9. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God. It's the same thought who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the church by, or by the church to principalities, powers, and heavenly places. And then verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So now when you're talking and you're seeing this, you'll see this word interspersed throughout this epistle here, and it's showing me that, yes, the Lord wants pros. He wants, wants the heart moving toward him. Yes, he wants meta. There's an association with him. 
soon, a closeness. See, that's all there in the epistle. But now when you see this throughout the epistle, it's telling you now this is where we need to be. This is where all the development and the maturity is going to occur in your life and my life as a Christian. Not in what I want to do or what, in what I think. The only place it's going to happen is in Christ. Okay, thank you.